Welcome to Kaiseki Anime, where we air new episodes every other week. Kaiseki covers currently airing anime, older series seen recently, and other relevant topics for the season. I'm your host, Marina, of the blog Anime BNB, and with me is my co host, Draggle, of the cleverly titled Draggle's Anime Blog. This week, we'll talk about Two Year Eternity. Two Year Eternity is a story about a rock. <laughs> and eventually he turns into a dog. Or maybe it was a plant first, I forget. And then eventually he becomes a human. Uh, very tragically, because he turns into people who die. And then everyone dies, and I cry a lot. Yeah, uh, I don't remember his early stages. I do remember the rock. I might have to rewatch it. And I do remember the dog, but I don't remember anything in between. I think that's a pretty fair summary you give of the journey of this show. Yeah. And then he goes and meets lots of different people, all of who tragically die. Yes, there's lots of death in this show. And that is actually what turned me off at the start. But before we get to that, um, I did want to point out that I was surprised because I didn't really, maybe you pointed this out to me before. I didn't really pay attention to the fact that the original creator of this was also the creator to a silent voice, which was also very dramatic and sad, Wait, and, really? but also hopeful. I definitely yeah. didn't tell you that because I had no oh, okay. idea. <laughs> yeah, I saw it was Yoshitoki Oima and I looked that up and I'm like, oh, huh. you know, I really liked that film. <laughs> Yeah, the manga of that was good, too. I would have never have guessed it was the same author. This one's, like, such a different tone. Well, I can sort of see with the interactions between characters and just, like, the commentary, I suppose, on human nature and our ability to care for one another, but also to be really shitty to one another. I can kind of see that. That's true. Both of them have people being very shitty to each other. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't have typically thought of... The connection, you know? Yeah, yeah. Huh. And there's a whole lot of characters here where originally you start out with just the rock who turns into dog, who turns into human, like that character, whatever you want to call that character at the start, because it doesn't really have a name. And then you have this whole episodic, these arcs where he just goes on this journey, he meets other people. And so you, you get to meet them, you start to care about them, maybe. This is a questionable thing. And then they die, then he moves on, and it just repeats. And then you have sort of the strange, godlike character that made him. Uh, maybe. Unclear exactly if he made him or not. It's a little ambiguous, isn't it? Yeah. And then you have the villains, quote-unquote villains, where you have the sort of supernatural ones, the knockers. And then you have the more human ones, which they're prevalent in every arc, but they're sort of one, that one chick who, uh, Hayase, I think her name is, who yeah. <laughs> sort of goes from arc to arc because she's obsessed with him. <laughs> well, she was only in, like, the last arc, wasn't she? Yeah, and the, it was and weird. Of, she was, like, like the there at the start. One. Well, not at the start, but she was there at one of the earlier arcs. Yeah. Kind of disappears for a bit and then pops back into existence at the very end. Yeah, oh my gosh, she's wild. Yeah, so we get to talk to her later as well. But I wanted to start out with the fact that you were surprised that I brought up talking about the show, right? Because I had initially dropped it. Yeah, I, I didn't think you were going to f- f- get back to it. What made you change your mind? 
I think it was because of how much you seemed to like it and how much other people seemed to like it when I would see people talk about it on Twitter and elsewhere. Mm. People were talking about like really loving the characters, being sad, being really sad. Oh, so sad. <laughs> Their hearts breaking. My heart is destroyed yeah. every time I watch this show. <laughs> yeah. I'm not one to like seek out heartbreaking things, but it seemed that enough people whose opinion I cared about liked it that I thought maybe I should give it a try again. I see how it is. My opinion yeah. isn't one you care about too much. That's okay. I forgive you. But I do. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's not that I, I... It wasn't your opinion that affected me for dropping this show. Uh, your opinion was what maybe got me back into it and some other people's. Uh, it was my own experience watching the first episode that forced that like got me to drop it. Because I was not impressed with how intentional everything felt trying to like poke you and make you cry and i don't know i was just kind of resistant resistant to that i felt like it was really forced but i think you had an opposite effect i i cried it worked from the first episode like that first arc really yes i cried when Uh, that guy when the dog died and then when when the human died oh my gosh so sad it just seems super far-fetched to me. He was I'm, trying I'm sure so it, hard. He was abandoned real? by all his friends. That's what I thought was kind of far-fetched. Like, <laughs> super far-fetched. I'm like, okay, everyone abandoned him except like all the old people, I think. Didn't he stay behind with people who were too sick or old to go with the others? I think so, yeah. And then the fact that he's the only one who survives, I was like, really? And then all the people who left it. Big spoilers, by the way, if anyone's listening to this. Obviously, there are only spoilers, but they die too, right? Doesn't he find their remains? Yes, everyone dies. So it turns out they never got out either, and that's why no one ever came back. But that's what it's like being a mortal, Marina. Everyone dies. I guess. I I mean, yeah, that's true, but I was like, come on. How far-fetched is this? And then it's like slapping us immediately with everyone dies. This is the last character to survive. Guess what? He's not going to make it either. Guess what? He's going to die. Everyone dies. It's the only constant in life. So that left a really bad taste in my mouth because I just thought it was very forceful, very <laughs> poorly done. I thought it was great. I just didn't think that it was enough time for it to really work. Wait, but then you kept watching it. So what did yeah. you change well, I your came mind? Back after I told you, I told you that it was your opinion and other people's still watching it later on down the line, down the season that I was like, maybe it gets better. And it did get better. It wasn't as forceful and fast as it felt in that first episode, that first arc. So how many times did you cry? I didn't cry at all. What? What? Do you have no heart? It's hard to cry when it's predictable. (laughs) Like, how am I supposed to actually get that attached to anyone when I can tell from the very beginning that this is going to be a series of encounters and deaths and everything is like a flag. So it's hard for me to actually be surprised and be sad when someone dies. Like, sure. I'm like, oh, that's too bad. Oh, I really like them. You know, that really sucked. I would have liked to see her grow up. I would have liked to see them achieve their dreams. But that's not the nature of this show. Everyone you've ever met is going to die. Haven't you cried when some of them died? In real life, this is just true, but in a show like this where it's shown to be done for dramatic effect and for the main character's growth, uh, making him experience all of these human emotions and grow more as a human, like, it's all done for dramatic effect and you can feel that from the beginning. I see. 
Well, I, I felt the dramatic effect, and I cried every time someone died. Well, I guess it worked for you then. <laughs> Which death made you the most sad, even if you couldn't bring yourself to shed a tear? Uh, hmm. I probably... That's hard to say, because I think I was pretty sad with March, because I liked her a lot, and I just thought... That's the one I think that surprised me the most, because she was so young. But, like, after she died... All bets are off. I was like, you know what? Fuck you, show. (laughs) You're going to kill the little girl. Obviously, no one else I like in this show is going to survive. So I think that's where it just like really cemented in the fact that don't get attached to anyone. Everyone you care about is going to go away. Uh, And it's true. That's what life is like, too. You still get attached to people. I haven't actually been close to anyone very young who got their life cut cut off from like a childhood. I've known people like in college, college age, um, who passed away too early. But, like, that one was, like, I thought so fucking unfair. <laughs> and it made me really hate Hayase. And then um, I also got upset. They did a good job because I thought that Gugu was going to get away with, you know, growing up and everything. And then his death, I also was a little upset about. Yeah, that was a sad one. And when his girlfriend died yeah. with him. I don't know what you mean by that because she didn't die. Oh, that's right. She didn't. But she was really sad. Yes. And she knew. I thought that was kind of cool that she could tell. That the person that she was talking to, who looked and sounded like Gugu, wasn't actually Gugu. That's right. She got, like, buried by the stones. But then she it turned out she didn't die, right? No, because he died for her. He protected her. That's right. I thought they both died, because they were, like, both buried in stones. But she survived. It was very sad. I don't see how, because if he got crushed in the end, like, wouldn't that have also crushed her? That's what I thought, too. That's why I thought she died at first. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if people were able to pull her out in time, and then he just he just couldn't. He just it just collapsed on him after she got pulled out or something. But the way that they cut away from like that shot makes it seem like he like died while he was still on top of her. Then I was like, okay, I guess they're both dead, and then she's not dead. It's just like uh. uh. <laughs> it was even sadder than being dead there because now they had this whole thing where like Fushi pretended to be him and. Yeah, that was just like, why would you choose to become him? Like, that's just, you're going to give her this false hope, and then she's going to have to experience his death again. Yeah, that was but, mean. Yeah. Not, well, not I think, again, that just shows his... Immaturity. Yeah. Yeah. And he didn't think about it like that, right? Exactly. And then who else? Like, the Perona thing I thought was such a dirty... That was such a dirty way to come at us, because I did not expect her to have died. I know. <laughs> yeah. Because again, you think, like Gugu, that she was able to get away, that she was going to survive and help their village, and then, haha, nah. <laughs> exactly. The, the saddest one for me, though, was when Pioran died. But that's expected, again, because they tell you over and over again. I know. She's going to die. But it was so sad, still. Because Fushi, like, he didn't understand. He was so confused. That you just die of old age? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, she was pretty spry. Like, they showed her fishing at, like, 95 or something. They said her age, and she's, like, out there catching fish. I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah. This lady, yeah. She's an impressive old lady, but um, her time will come soon. Yeah, it was sad. You know what's funny? I don't think any of us noted anything about the island arc. That one was also sad when they became zombies. But that was probably, like, the least sad arc, I think. Yeah. Why is that? I think it's because 
there, like, I don't know, we probably all thought that a girl was going to die. But then it was her Mm -hmm. friends who died. I bet in the second season she's also going to die. I'm sure she is. Everyone dies. We'll see her again, or we won't see her again. She'll die off screen. We'll be be told about her death, or we'll see her die. I'm going to cry when she dies, too. I don't have any tears for that girl who... She was screwed him in her over and pure and over. Like I don't care about her reasons. That doesn't change the fact that this little bitch girl b- brought them into slavery. Like no, yeah, I probably there is no excusing the, that. The least sad for her death. That's true. I just hated her character all the way until the end. I was like, you know, you're telling me your story and your reasons for why you are the way you are, but that doesn't change the fact of what you did. <laughs> her friends, it wasn't their fault there, and they died. So. Yeah, but we didn't really get to know them that well, so I had a hard time feeling too much about them. I was like, you know, they're just, like, <laughs> not focused on as much, so they're probably going to die. Exactly. Yeah. Although other times, the ones you fuck Like, that old man. I don't think he died yet, did he? Which old man? There are the many old men. The one who, like, uh, put all the machinery in goo-goo. Oh, the, the alcohol? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think so. I think he's doing well, right, with the um the older brother of goo Seems like it, yeah. And that was actually a redemption I didn't expect and I kind of appreciated was the older brother seeing him again and that he had actually turned himself around. Seriously. See, so, it's such like, a that touching, was a character, I think. touching, moving show. Ugh. It had its moments, but it wanted to hit you with a sledgehammer for those moments. Beat you bloody with all of these dramatic moments. I love that kind of thing. I don't know. Maybe I just have a taste for the dramatic. I also like, uh, it's like a totally different genre or maybe not it reminds me a lot of uh, Hoseki no Kuni in that it's like very dramatic lots of tears and people dying and stuff isn't that the one about the gems yeah that's right oh but that one to me was a lot more subtle I guess it's hard to feel like it's death when they're not human and it's not on such a repetitive streak as it felt like with to your eternity I was typically surprised when it happened in that show. And they gave you time to like get to know the characters for the most part that I, that I remember. It's been a while. Yeah. I, I like I didn't have enough time to, to care that much about the boy at the very beginning or for me to get much feeling about the characters, Tonari's friends, before they became the zombie-like things. Right. Thematically, I think it's kind of similar, though, in that it's like a lot about Maybe. death and stuff. Death and eternity. I think it has a a little bit more of a masterful touch <laughs> to where Tiaritiri to me seems a little bit more juvenile writing uh, with the way that it presents its commentary, I guess, on humanity and death. It's just, it's not subtle at all. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't mind that once in a while. Yeah, I don't mind it. But it's what stops the show from being great to me. I see. Like, on a scale of 1 to 10 with 10 being great, like, it's not even close to 9. It's like maybe eight. I don't know. Yeah, I do think I liked the manga better, to be honest. I read some commentary on that. I didn't get too much into it since I wasn't watch. I wasn't reading about it while the show was happening much, other than what I saw you guys tweet about. But it seemed like there was this disconnect between people who are fans of the manga and anime only viewers, and that there was a lot of dislike, I suppose, for the anime. Hmm. And you've seen and read it yeah I've, I've done both although it's been a while so my memory is a bit fuzzy but i remember like loving the manga 
Do you recall any other stark differences between the two? Not especially. I'd have to go back and look at it. Okay. Yeah, I'm really curious for someone who's a little fresher to this, if they take more time with the manga, if you actually uh, are able to build up that affection for people uh, before it's like slapped in your face, before they take it away. (laughs) Or maybe they don't kill as many people in the manga. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, in the manga, well, manga in general, like, things always take less time just because the anime, like, it makes you sit through the manga you'll have you can read a chapter in like five minutes but like even if it takes less time it feels like it was more developed somehow if that makes any sense at all i i thought at first that you uh that you misphrased that but i think you you said exactly what you thought you know that's an interesting way to put it um you're talking specifically about manga right yeah because that makes sense because you can flip through it so quickly exactly I I read manga way faster than I watch anime. I suppose if you tried to read it at the pace that you read a normal book, because I'm not a manga reader, right? I don't know if anyone ever, like, reads it and then just sort of gazes at the art before they turn the page, or if they're just, like, burning through because they got (laughs) to know what happens, right? I I just burn through, but I, I do that with books, too. I just, I'm a really fast reader. Because you would say the opposite, wouldn't you? Have say if it was if it was a written like novel, right? Like that takes too long. more time, definitely. But like manga, Wait, no, I think it does would say also take longer. Novel takes less time than anime, too. Really? Yeah. Because I I, I think anime it's it's very so... difficult to convert, say, like a fantasy series to a to something like a movie to a single movie. Uh, that's why I think a lot of them are better as shows because it. It gives you more room to work with, but ultimately it's never going to be as detailed as it is in the book. I guess that's true. Like if you count all the details, like Lord of the Rings right. had a very long movie, a very long book. And I, I think the same can be said of the manga, despite, you know, a lot of people tend to just like rush through and maybe they're not really appreciating the art. They're just like wanting to see what happens. But I think that there is overall still more material in the manga than their adaptations often get in the anime, unless the per- they're putting a lot of like anime original stuff in there. That one, I don't know if it's I, I'm, I'm really not sure about that. Because the anime just has like a lot more dialogue. It has, it takes a lot longer to like read Does something. it actually? More dialogue? I think so. I mean, it depends on hmm. the show, but... Anime, is, I always feel like it often like takes its time. Something I did want to want to ask about, um, especially since you've read the manga, if you remember, was the whole like this was a really interesting journey because we got to see uh, the main character who ends up becoming uh, his name becomes Fushi, which is like a twist on uh, being immortal. We get to see him become more and more human over time, right? He's he's comically not human at the start, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> comically and tragically not human at the start. Uh, but over time, does a pretty good job of becoming more so. Like, he has a funny voice while he's still learning how to speak, right? But then by the end, he's pretty indistinguishable from other humans, isn't he? Somewhat, yeah. And, like... Every one of his encounters that he has, they're very interesting in how he's able to learn from them and grow due to that connection. And I thought that was the most interesting thing about the show. But then you have these offshoots of, say, his creator, or is it not his creator? That, that was what you asked, right? Mm-hmm. The guy in black? Yeah. And then the knockers, which they weren't really present at all in that first arc 
uh, with the boy and the dog, they don't really come into being until we get to the uh, March arc, right? Yeah. What did you feel about like the knockers and their place in the story? It definitely like added to some conflict, which I I thought it was good. Did you think it was necessary conflict? Like, could the show have done without them? Um, I, I think they'll have a bigger role later. Okay. So hard to say for now, but from what I recall of the manga, they they become more interesting in future arcs. Right now, they're kind of okay. like these inhuman monsters, but I, I think they like start to develop a bit of a will as well, similar to Fushi. It's kind of implied with. Uh, their last encounter that you see with Hayase, right? Exactly. On the boat. Yeah. It's like they thought about what she said when she yelled about them, like doing things more intelligently. Right. <laughs> and they're like, okay, <laughs> since you're offering. Uh, but like leading up to, I, I, I felt like they were just always there to just drive the story forward, which you do need something to drive the story forward, right? Otherwise he's going to have this happy ending. How dare he have a happy ending with Gugu and Reen? Like, that's just not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they needed the knockers to propel him into moving on again. And then I don't know how I felt about how they were used in Tonary and, and the island. I didn't expect them to take over the population like that. I guess it was the corpses. They took over the corpses first, right? Right. But they created the corpses, too. And they made more. Yes. Yeah. But they there was that pit of all the dead people that they started with. and then That's right. They just like branched out and started taking over living people as well. And that part surprised me because that wasn't at all what they seemed like at the start. But I guess they're evolving too. Yeah, they're, they're also evolving. Everything is change. The only constant. Change and death. So it sounds like you're in for a sequel because like, they already announced it. Yes. And so whenever it airs wait. sometime next year, you're, you're totally down to watch it. Yes, absolutely. I am too. Oh, good. Yeah, like, I, I tell you, I like the characters. I like the main character. I'm enjoying watching him grow uh, and just see how he reacts to different situations, all these experiences. Um, sort of just interested in watching him kind of like that guy in black does, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> He'll make these comments about these encounters that uh, Fushi has. But perhaps perhaps I'm too much like the guy in black because I also apparently don't don't get sad enough like you do. I just sort of be like, oh, okay, so someone's dead. This is interesting. How is he going to change now? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You're just like the guy in black. Am I too removed? I'm just like, oh, hmm, not surprising that this happened, but what's he going to do in reaction? <laughs> yes, death is inevitable. This will cause you death to grow. Death is inevitable. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, maybe... Maybe something will happen in the next season and the, the writing will mature a little bit. Things will be done a little bit more subtly, more artfully, and maybe I'll actually cry. I don't know. Okay, we can hope that you'll develop feelings. <laughs> I mean, come on. No, I told you, I, I was pretty close <laughs> to some, some tears, maybe, but I didn't to the Goo Goo one. That, that one made me, it was almost a mixture of sadness and anger. Yeah, the Puran yeah. episode was the worst for me. I mean, she had a fulfilling life. It's still she said, sad. Right? She did everything that she wanted to do, which is, man, if anyone can say that, that that's a fulfilled life right there, right? It's, to be able to say that. It's still sad. She didn't do everything, though. She wanted to continue guiding Fushi, which is why she made a deal with the black guy. Well, yeah. But she said, like, up until then, that she had done everything else that she had set out to do. She makes it even sadder. But all things must come to an end, Draggle. Yeah, we should end this episode by crying together. 
<laughs> I don't think I can just cry on demand like that. I mean, I, I guess you can. <laughs> nah. If I could just like dredge up some memories, just think about March with the arrow in her side. How do you feel about that? She she made me the least sad, actually. Wait, what? The little girl? Like that was so unfair that day. <laughs> well, I guess okay. So, yeah. I'll have to admit that I was actually kind of upset with her at that point because I was I just wanted the little girl to sit down, just fucking sit down and stop telling Perona to fight or not fight. Yeah. That's why she got shot. She got in the way, right? Perona was also a sad death. Didn't even die on screen. That one seemed really unfair because of, yeah, it happening off screen. <laughs> and Hayase's character just... She that instantly... developments Instantly became very hated. <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of people probably hated her from the beginning, right? Just even from the beginning, she just seemed like there was something missing. She has zero empathy. I mean, I didn't like totally hate her in the first arc. It seemed like she was like part of this organization and she had a job to do, which was evil, but she was going to do it. I don't know. From the way that she, like, when they're when they're strapping the girl down, and then yeah. uh, Perona and, and the big bear come, and, like, that look on her face as she's watching them fight, like, you can tell that she takes pleasure in it. Like, she's fascinated. That is true. Uh, and I'm like, there is something missing with this woman. <laughs> yes. She was not, and like just like her course. ability to talk with them when they were at the at the, at the main city uh, when they're eating, and how she can just like casually talk with them while she's poisoning them, you know, <laughs> like yeah, there's yeah. something really wrong with her. And then you see that at the end when I guess I wasn't too surprised when it turned out to be her. I was like, who else could it have been who had encountered him in the past? That's true, but now she's even crazier. Yeah, I mean, what did you think about the fact that he just never killed her? Like, he had his chance at the start, right, when he scars her. He had his chance again at the end, but he doesn't fucking do it. Yeah, he's uh, he's come to understand the weightiness of death. So you're saying you approve, or do you agree with his not killing her? I don't know. I'm torn. I'm torn. Yeah, I'm torn too. Because in my mind, I'm like, you know... There'd be a lot less heartbreak if you just killed her at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, but also he didn't. He couldn't know that at the beginning. Yeah, I'm sure. Like if he knew that, oh, if I let her live, Perona will die. Then yeah. I would have a stronger opinion. Mm-hmm. But who knows what she was going to do? Maybe she would have turned from her evil ways. And who knows what more she will do in the future? I mean, she's the one. It looks like is going to be the ones educating the knockers, right? Yeah, maybe. We'll have to see you in season two. I'll see you then. Yes. Tune in again to Kaiseki Anime Podcast two weeks from now. Please feel free to send us questions or comments on Twitter with hashtag Kaiseki Anime Podcast or on our individual accounts at Draggle underscore Kuhn and at Anime BMB. Listen and review us on Apple Podcasts so you can continue to grow and improve. You can also find us on Google Play and Spotify. Thanks for listening. See you next time.